This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yo, I told you we'd be back in 48 hours this week in culture. This is episode 17, part two of myself and Trinidad Ants breakdown of love is we didn't want to leave y'all with a half episode we wanted to give y'all the full content so this is part two peace y'all actually apologizes or some shit or he asks she asks he asks like so what's going on yeah oh i'm because he came through yeah oh well two things first he went by her crib she wasn't there he went with his man and yeah. when they went in the crib because his man had the shit um, and when they went, they snuck in the back door because she wow. left her back door unlocked. His man went in the bathroom, took shit, and then they walked around the crib. And Yasir wrote her a letter, yes. apologizing and trying to explain a little bit more about what had happened. But then his man saw the bag full of ski shit, the big ass bubble coat and yeah. skis and all this like other shit that the corny nigga bought for her in anticipation of her going. And so Yasir, like most people would in this situation. Starts thinking like, oh, she's because she had told the nigga that she was invited, but she wasn't yeah. gonna go. So now he's like, oh wow, now she going. But he wrote a letter to, and saying, don't, don't go, go on the ski trip. Please don't go on the ski trip. But he didn't put it in a place where she was absolutely one hundred percent gonna find it. He where he put that shit like the fucking fire. I, I think it like it if maybe it failed somewhere or something. He shit. put it on like the ledge of the fireplace and shit, and then the shit fell on the floor, and she ain't fucking catch it. So he, he fucked that up. He shows back up, and old while, boy, while old boy is there, yeah, because old boy came to pick her up. I'm like, yo, you, I wanna, you still want skin with me? Because she ain't told him no yet. Yeah. So, Yasir pulled up. Un- like I don't care about the nigga. Yeah. Walked in like, oh yeah, I'm our friend. Yeah. And yeah. Then, he played it real smooth. I give him that. He did not blow the spot. He did not make it hot. He ain't scrapped with dog or none of that. It was like, oh, no, nah, I'm hurt. He, Because Yasir, ah, Yasir got there first, and they were talking. And the convo was going good, and it was looking like, we back in love. I'm sorry, you sorry. He explained everything. Yo, my name's fucking Yasir, whatever the fuck. I got a kid. I got a fucking roommate. That's my ex-girlfriend. I don't love her, We or I don't like her. We not in a relationship no more. He gave her the whole drill. And then it's the new dick at the dough ready to fuck shit up. And he comes to scoop her for the ski trip. And doing, while he's having this conversation, he thinks Nuri has already read the letter. Yeah. He thinks Nuri read that letter and is committed to not going. She's not seen the letter and she has not told old boy she's not going. So old boy comes to thinking she going. He came up to scoop her. And Yasir, being a cool ass nigga that he is, hey, how you doing, brother? I'm, oh, y'all going? Yeah. Oh, y'all going on the, Hey, y'all have fun, man. Be cool. And he walks out, and Nuri did not chase. She let him walk out. And this is where Nuri fucked up. Nuri should have went after that nigga. Nuri should have told old boy, the ski nigga, hey, fam, pardon me, give me five minutes. I need to go talk to him about something. Went out there and said, yo, fam. Did I, she? 
No, she didn't. They you remember they had the like the little flash, like oh. they like some Issa shit. Like, oh, she should have <laughs> did. Yeah. But what she actually did was let that nigga walk out and go get in the car, and she went skiing. So her and the nigga she don't like. And it's the nigga not only did she not like, she knew she ain't like him. He was like your prototypical, like, hey, he's really successful. He has a great job. He's black. He's well-educated. Uh, him and his, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he was that nigga. Like, him and all his friends. And he's technically are, like her boss. Yeah, he works. His boss is her boss's boss. So he up there. Like, yeah. he works for the network. Um, she works specifically on this show. So... They go on a ski trip, and the ride is awkward because, one, she don't want to be there. Two, she's worried about, oh, shit, I just blew this with Yasir. And three, this nigga making it seem like they in a fucking relationship. Yeah, so they're meeting up with his frat brothers and all of their girlfriends and wives and shit. So we're the odd couple out this motherfucker. Fam, like, I don't know, you know, if you're going to take a young lady somewhere... Yeah. That's gonna be coupled up. Yeah, you need to have a conversation with her in advance, because the last thing that you should do to somebody is make them feel awkward and uncomfortable being with you. Facts. Make them seem Facts. like, ooh, I don't, I'm not, because, because yeah. when they're not with you, it's gonna, she gonna go out her way to make it seem, and it's not yeah. even out her way, but it's not fair. Yeah, I'm look, I'm that's Jay just gave y'all some great advice. I'm gonna give you a step further. This is from Ant. Don't put this on Jay. If I take a girl to a couple's thing, it's going to be a girl I'm fucking. And if we're not fucking and you see me at the couple's thing, trust and believe I was up there with a girl I was fucking or I was up there dolo. Like one of the two. I'm either not taking anybody because I can roll on some couple shit dolo. I don't give a fuck. Fuck y'all niggas. I'm going to have fun. Go skiing drunk. high, right. Eat some brownies. And y'all kiss my ass. But if I bring a girl, it's somebody I'm fucking because I'm not finna be up here guessing. Guessing. And if this, am I going to finally get? Because think about it. You got a whole weekend of will I, won't I. Do you know how mad I would be if everybody in this house is fucking and I'm in the motherfucking bed looking With at somebody. <laughs> he was better off going dolo. Like he was better off going dolo. And he but, got... He gave her a jacket like what they... Oh my, so they all had and sweaters and shit with their names and like nicknames on them and shit. So he had her one made, but he took it a step further. He didn't just give her one that said Nuri, like her name ain't unique enough. He gave it what was her shit? Like some weak ass pet. A little name. fucking name he gave her and his shit was like Big Daddy. It was just weird. Dog got Big fucking, Daddy, Big Man. You know yeah. one of them little Dog got extra awkward, but then it got even more awkward because they were, you know, they were having all these conversations, drink about a fireplace and all this shit. And his friends are like making trying sexual to, innuendos. Yeah, he was shit. making mad because they had kissed before. Like they hadn't gone further than some little baby, you know, first base shit. But now we up in this fucking cabin. Everybody all coupled up, sitting on each other's laps. We got on matching sweaters. He really think he about to get some pussy. Um, so he's making but mad sexual. Ah, does he want the pussy? And the answer turned out to be no. So him and the friends did some mushrooms. Uh, and they was shrooming and they even, they hinted at it early in the episode. Like when you want the shrooms, like the truth coming out, basically. This made me feel ultra uncomfortable because yeah. they was trying to make her do drugs yeah. that she did not want to fucking do. They were and absolutely she almost offering did her the shrooms. Like, she almost did it just yeah. to fit in on some shit. Like, yeah. I don't, but like she ultimately Yo, did say no. Me and Jay told y'all a few episodes ago, 
Stop doing these fucking and pardon me for the political incorrectness, but stop doing these white ass drugs. Man. Man, smoke your weed, drink your liquor, stick to your normal vices. When y'all niggas go left, y'all start making some fucking weird decisions. And this nigga unfortunately ate the damn shrooms and he started wilding out. This nigga got mad horny. He was trying to fight. He was being aggressive. Then and Nuri ain't eat shrooms. She almost did, but she didn't. Fortunately, he got mad aggressive. He was doing too much. This nigga's butt naked in the room. Yo, fellas, real quick lesson from uh, Uncle Ann and Uncle Jay. If you butt naked and she got on a whole fit. It ain't working out, fam. This ain't going the way you wanted it. But the plot twist, uh, he start telling the truth and going all this information. Because he high as hell. He don't know what he's saying. This nigga in love with one of the other He in niggas. love with one of his best friends, one of the frat brothers. He ain't worried about the other niggas. He like that other nigga. Boy, he fucking, uh, he confessed that he was jealous of his man who was in the room next door because they could hear them fucking. He could hear his man fucking his so girl. So he was on, He was about to try to smash your, Nuri to make him jealous. To compete. Problem was, he ended up breaking down and crying and talking about how he was jealous and old girl was lucky that she got to be with dog and he was in love with dog. And the whole time, <laughs> Nuri is sitting there in a full outfit. Like, uh, fam, she still had a snowsuit She's on. Like, what the fuck is Yasir? Yo, dog. So Nuri is extra pissed that she went on this trip now. But lesson learned: you shouldn't have got your fucking ass in that car. Here's the thing, right here, that I don't understand about women and men do this too. But fuck that, I'm talking about women in this situation. Nuri, no matter what happened with you and Nasir or Yasir, you didn't want to go in the first place. You're not hurting me by being a hoe. Yeah, like, and I mean, and I'm not saying, but I'm yeah. saying that in general, you think. That because it didn't work out with this person, yeah. you gonna go be a you gonna be you gonna go live outside of your care. I won't even say being a hoe because yeah. that's subjective and that's facts. Whatever it is, you think you gonna hurt me by living out of your character? You yeah. hurting yourself. You going against your own nature. Yeah, I didn't give you your set of rules and morals. You you determine that, right? Yeah. So if your regular set of rules and morals are one thing, and we get into it, and you go outside of that, fam, you hurting yourself. You're not Facts. hurting me. You going against type, and not only that, you're putting yourself in a very fucked up, precarious situation. You're also putting yourself uh, in a situation. This is somebody you work with. So this ain't nobody you're just going to go up there, whatever happens, whether y'all fuck or don't, and you come back and it's rego again at work. Like, that nigga's expecting pussy. You're not finna give him. But now some shit didn't happen off some drugs and some vices. Now you got to deal with that. And this is all shit that you did trying to prove a point. And that nigga forgot. That nigga didn't he, he woke up the next morning like, man, last night was crazy, wasn't it? She was like, yeah, nigga, nigga. yeah. And he was like, shit, so what's Sick of these niggas. That nigga was like, shit, you trying to get some brunch? And she was like, nigga, you was trying to get some dick last night. You don't <laughs> fucking remember that? And Dog had no recollection of it. So she obviously feels bad. She leaves. Um, did she leave early? I felt like she left early. I can't, like, I can't remember. But anyway, man, Dog was off the fucking shroom. That's episode five, by the fucked way. Fucked up. So then episode, what, six? We, uh, which one was that? Episode six is when her and her homegirl get an opportunity to write ah and, work issues the work issues and he get a she get an opportunity to either do uh by myself or yeah, no or technically both of y'all can write this one and she be like well no nigga my contract i say i get one solo yeah so this is my solo so nuri's uh closest friend that works this girl named angela and angela's contract says that she gets a solo episode to write on her own but their boss was like Yes, you do, but you could split this with Nuri. 
your decision, nigga. And Angela was like, mm, hey, it's my career, nigga. Because they was like, because I think when she when he went to her like, hey, I want y'all to write this. I want this. y'all to write it. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she all like. And Angela was like, wait. Hold on, fam. It's only one episode, two episodes left. And, and I get. I technically get one of them. Legally. I get one of these dolo. So what's yeah. up? Yeah. And so she muscled her girl. I don't know how I felt about that. I mean, the lesson learned here. You know, your work friends are still your work friends. Because I don't, I don't think the girl Angela was a bad friend necessarily. Because she's not your friend. She's a colleague. No, they're friends. And if you... Nah, fuck that. No, I mean, they're they friends as far as like, hey, go with me to go see if yeah, this yeah, guy's a killer yeah. or not. Like, they they hang out yeah, outside they, of work. they friends like that. But I, I'll, I'll kick it with coworker. But I look at coworkers in all situations like coworkers. Because even when I'm kicking it with you outside of work, I'm minding what the fuck I say. But I think they real friends, though. Mm. Like, you... Because, th- like... She telling them all about about yeah. Yasir. I just call that bad business. You trying to get her a date, so you yeah. she call you. You go to fucking Home Depot to, yeah. to check out. Like that's more yeah. than some I, work hey, shit. I that's on that's I put that on Nori. I put that on Nori because yes, it's fucked up. Because you thinking y'all you two, closer than y'all, y'all are. the only two black women. Yeah, and you trying this, to stick together in this male dominated. Y'all the only two black women in the writers room, and that made y'all that that brought y'all together. That was I get that's it. what you introduced y'all. I but, get it. But at the end of the day, old girl's still like, yo, this is my career. This ain't our career. This is mine. Yeah. So I'm about to write this episode by myself so I can shoot up and skyrocket past your ass. But thank you. God bless you. Good night. So and she uh she reaches out to she tells Yasir what's going on and he give yeah. her sound advice. He kept it real. Because he always give her, you know, sound advice. Yasir keeps the emotions out of this shit. Yeah. So one thing actually happened. It's probably it's already happened by now, or did it? But Jenny, uh, she told me make sure she get her shout out for this shit. Okay. Uh, so she did have some questions. Oh, um, bad, bad. And I think they they kind of uh, do this. So what do you think about him? We had a conversation. What do we think about him dressing Nuri and how that whole situation went down? And that was a very weird moment in that episode. Um. I didn't. Couple things I didn't relate, because I don't. I've never had a girl. I'm. I, I consider myself a pretty fashionable guy. Um. But and I've had women like ask my opinion on shit, but no woman's ever asked me what should I wear to work and given me total fucking autonomy over. Have you ever done that with a woman? No, I have. Yeah. Um, I have. Yeah, and I'm like. I'll let you dress me. Yeah. Matter of fact, I I let somebody dress me for a wedding. Yeah. One of my the one of the greatest outfits I've ever worn. You a brave nigga. <laughs> you know these what I'm saying? Chicks, uh, husbands be at the groom looking like prom ninety three, nigga. Um, but like so, I understand how it was written. Yeah. And how it and how it looked. Yeah. But when it played out, it was like, hey, he had her out there bad, bro. Well, I don't know. He had her out there bad. Well, titties all out. Well, look, 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 look. Let, me, yeah. let, let me show you how it played out. Now, whether you, whether you agree with the outfit or not, that's yeah. something different. But the idea of you dressing her, that was like, so the question is, like, is he too controlling? Yeah. So the conversation was like, man, you look you look great in that. Like, yeah. let me dress you for work. Yeah. It was like, let can yeah. I? Yeah. And she was like, sure. Yeah. I'm like, you think this is too sexy? Like, yeah. I love you. You know what I'm saying? You look great in everything. Like I don't mind if you can be sexy at work. Yeah. Let them. I want them to know what I Channel got here Brown, at home. You know what I'm saying? Nipples hard. 
and like it's one of those looks where it worked for some and work for one don't because some yeah. people was like oh my god because that's yeah. not that's not nori, that nori but yeah. some people was like nigga you this shit look yeah you out here yeah like, but the act of him saying can i dress you yeah i understand how it can look controlling because yeah. controlling niggas want to control everything and he got like a semi controlling <laughs> about yeah. him but how, how it actually happened to unfold on the show I don't know. He asked, and she said yeah. yes. I mean, he definitely has a controlling nature to him overall. Yeah. Was this his most controlling moment? I would not say that. Um, I would say this was a good combination of him being kind of controlling, but also her being kind of aloof, because she easily could have been like, she hey, bro, she, in I'm, she going crazy. The nigga be eating the coochie now. They fucking now. So you get a lot more. They fucking fucking. Yeah, they fucking fucking, nigga. I, I don't see, hey, to keep the trend going of ain't black no shows. condoms worn. I ain't seen a fucking rubber band on this motherfucking nigga. So. And Nuri gets it in. Yeah, Nuri be fucking. She had like five, six niggas she was fucking. Yeah, no, nah, Nuri, be, Nuri be fucking fucking, man. Nuri, uh, I'm, I'm wondering about the coochie tightness at this point. Uh, but my nigga Nasir or Yasir, he in there, he banging, he piping, he, he getting his raw on. And that's cool because once you start rawing, Y'all go together. Um, and he dressed her. She went to work. It got some weird looks. It got some head turns from the audience and people on the show. Uh, but it worked for them. She let him have a moment. And that nigga took advantage of it and had her out here with no bra. And her nipples was hard. <laughs> It'd be like in a white tee. You know what I'm saying? In a random ass, weird ass outfit. But, hey. Nigga said he was Yasir. He never said he was Versace. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, But... What's for her is for her. He kept her, he well, as far as the advice he gave her in about that the situation, career shit, yeah. because he you know he made sure that she was support. He yeah. was very the name the name of the episode was supportive. Yeah, and he was very supportive regarding her career. I will say that. Yeah. Now, not supportive regarding her titties though, because she ain't a bra. Now, episode seven uh-huh. is where up until this point I didn't have a problem with anything that he did. Is this a Valentine's Day? Yes. Oh my god, that nigga y'all serious. Not Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. My god. Um and I, I shout out to his homeboy for keeping it Yo, he's my favorite character on the show by the keeping way. Keeping it real cuz we seen him go through why he got his own problems yeah, at the crib. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so a few things were or lessons were taught on this Valentine's Day episode. First of all, ladies and fellas, if the person you're dating or in a relationship with, they ask you your opinion on something, please just tell the truth. Don't Thanks. just tell the truth. Tell them exactly how you feel. So especially on things that matter, that really matter. So Nuri up to this point, how she spends her Valentine's Day is with her mom and her aunts and her grandmother. And they have like an anti Valentine's Day because they usually single. Yeah, they usually single. So they sit around. It was a tradition that started by mistake and just so happened every year they still single. So fuck it. So they don't celebrate. Yasir doesn't celebrate Valentine's Day because he Yasir and he don't do a lot of shit that might be kind of fun when you got a girl. Uh, I'm, I think. And I ain't mad at it. I don't celebrate Sweetest Day. I think it's stupidest. I it think, ain't even real. I think the issue with their relationship. Yeah. And I was in a relationship like this before is even though she is very smart and educated, she feels not smart. Around him. When she's talking to this, uh, Yasir. Yasir. Yeah, I She agree. feels like he is smarter than her. 
and she feels aloof. Yeah, uh, and she feels, and she even mentioned that to an extent. And I had somebody mention that to me before. Oh, I've had that happen. And I'm like, wow, maybe this is why we. um, And I don't, I don't, I don't agree with the statement. But like, if you feel that way, this explains. It's something. It explains a lot, but it's something in my approach that I need to change. Uh, or, or not even change, but just adjust. Because I don't, here's the thing. Eh, more than likely, I probably am smarter than you. And that's cool. But I don't want you to feel intimidated if you're my girl. I don't want you to feel like you can't tell me the truth if you're my girl. I don't want you to feel like you can't have certain conversations with me that you should be able to have if you're my girl. The comment she made was that, like, you always, you are very passionate about damn near everything. Yo shit. And like you always know why you think a certain way, yeah. and you very detailed. You like, and I don't be that way. Yeah. I don't be knowing how I feel on this particular yeah. subject, or or on this and that. Yeah. And there's a level of insecurity there, not because I got the right answer. Yeah. That you you always have an answer, you and just, you always know why that is your yeah. answer. And I don't always. I'm know. still trying to figure mine out, and you're like hell bent on your answer, and. Typically in that situation, your shit is gonna outweigh my shit. Um, so in this, and I'm I'm with both of them to this point. Here's where Nuri fucked up. So her mom comes over, uh, and they start talking about the fucking Valentine's Day and blah blah blah. And her mom is there, and she, cause it's her mom's first time meeting us here, and she's like, you know, are y'all doing something for Valentine's Day? And he's like, no, nah, I don't believe in it. And she told me y'all don't be celebrating it. So shit, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna give her some space. He asked her, you want to yeah. celebrate it? And he lit. And this is that is right where Nuri fucked up. He asked her directly, "Do you want?" Now, granted, yes, you should have the wherewithal to be like, "Hmm, it's Valentine's Day and it's my girl." Even if we don't traditionally celebrate and like go out to eat and do some special shit, I should be with her. He should have known that just as a man, but he did ask her to his fucking point. He's also Muslim. He is Muslim. So this is not a holiday my I people celebrate. I, we don't do the holiday yeah. shit like that. This ain't you nothing know? we do. But he asked her, do you want to spend Valentine's Day together? Because his plan was to go to Ruby's crib, give her and her mom and her aunts and her grandma time to do their anti-Valentine's Day thing, and then come back tomorrow. Because he and Ruby agreed that he could stay with her for like six weeks. He got a couple more And he days. got a couple weeks left. So you're like, why not go use them? I've been over here all the time. I've been up in your space. Let me go over here to my... Because he's no longer looking at Ruby's crib as my ex-girlfriend's crib. He's now looking at it as my place for the next few weeks. I still got some time on my lease. Unfortunately, he asked her, did she want to spend Valentine's Day together? And she said, no. She lied. Lied about her feelings. Had the chance to say, yes. This is She lied. This is also the episode... Where he meets her mom for the first time. Yeah. And he's not afraid of his mom at all. He's yeah. very charming. He was she, charming, but also doing some stupid shit. And she kind of felt that he was controlling his da- her daughter. Yeah. I know you. I know what you like. Yep. I'm like, wait a minute. Let me ask. How does she feel? Yeah. Well, she feels. No, 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 no. Don't answer for her. Yeah. How does she feel? Yeah. And uh, I kind of I, I saw that. Yeah. And I don't think the intent was good behind it. I mean, it was bad, was bad, but like yeah. a the lot approach. of. But the intent don't matter. Yeah. If what you actually did, yeah, was harmful. His approach to everything it looked bad, and especially for somebody just meeting you, it looked really bad. And uh, her mom wasn't feeling that nigga. She was like, "Yeah, he's a tall, handsome, well-spoken dude," and 
smart as fuck, charming than a motherfucker. So here's what, again, we going into my reality. Here's what Ant would have done in that situation. Yo, I want to spend my Valentine's Day with you because I know, even though you're not saying it, that you want to spend it together. It don't mean shit to me, but you mean something to me. So what I would have did, I'm going to tell you what I would have did. I'd have been like, you and your mom and your grandma and your aunties, y'all have y'all night. What I'm going to do, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to serve y'all wine, whatever the fuck y'all eating and drinking. I'm going to come. I'm going to make sure all y'all good. I'm going to stay here. Make sure y'all good. Serve y'all. Make sure all the ladies are straight. And then I'm going to go in the back and I'm going to write and let y'all have y'all time. But I'm going to be here. I thought that's what he should have done. I'm not going to my ex-girlfriend's He should have played it. Like, listen, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Yep. But I want to be with you every day. Yep. So I'm gonna be here with you today. We're not gonna celebrate Valentine's gonna, Day, cause and that's hey. But I'm gonna celebrate you every day yeah. because I'm already over this motherfucker every day. Every day. So and why on this day am I going? And that's what his homeboy did. Told him, yeah, like nigga, cause nigga, why would you treat? Okay, if you don't celebrate that day, then why would you treat that day differently than you've treated every other day? Cause you've been with her every other day, but now because it's Valentine's Day, you feel like mm, I need to dip. And now, on this the day you want to go back to your ex house? Yeah, no. Why she in there getting it on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he go over to the ex crib, and Ruby over there, and she was fucking fucking. And goddamn it, she was in there fucking having a good time. She yeah. was on the floor getting that pipe laid, nigga. And uh, that nigga walked in, he saw them fucking, and it was like, oh shit, my bad at first. But then, what did he? What did he? Because then, like, then he went. And talk to the homeboys at the damn yeah, yeah. at the coffee shop yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. like the fucking the, the hangout spot. Yeah, and then they told him he was tripping like nigga. So then he went back over there late night. Yeah. And and fixed things. And his mom overheard them talking and then that's when that cold ass <laughs> love ballad. Oh came. yeah, they played that L T D love ballad and he was like, Hey, this is our song and he went out there and he danced with her in the living room. Fam, real life, since Love Jones, I've wanted to I just wanna dance with a chick in the living room to a record. That is very key. That is a part of this. I have a record player. I have mad records. Ladies, if you're listening, mm-hmm. any one of y'all that don't stink and look kind of cute and could possibly slow dance a little bit and I could spin you, hit a nigga up. Because this is all I want to do is dance in the living room to a record. It ain't got to be LTD. I got some new shit. You know what I'm saying? We can play this new fucking uh, Drake. I don't give a fuck. They got it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Just hit me up, man. Whatever you into, uh, call my phone, man, because I really just want to dance somebody in the fucking living room. But he did that, and her mom was looking off in the shadows, and her mom was like, she could see it. And I think that comforted her mother a little bit to be able to see, like, wait, he really does love my daughter. Maybe he is controlling, maybe he's not, but he loves my daughter, and that's a step mm-hmm. in the right direction. And then he went back and said the things that we kind of just talked about, yeah. like what you should have said the first time. Yeah. Man, what is wrong with you? Yasir is definitely one of them niggas that he so he so um he don't seem ways. he don't seem like the nigga that grew up with like a lot of friends. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And he seems like a serial relationship type of person yeah. to me, at least. I get that. Yeah, and like, fam, you ain't been outside. Yeah, like you don't you don't know that this is what women like. Women like to be like charmed, but not just like the way you speak. Because yeah, you can spit some game, but nigga. Shit, are you like gonna do something nice for her ever, nigga? You gonna be cool? Like, don't just be manly man, fucking prideful dude all day. And he smoothed it out at the end, and I respected it. So, Jenny does this. Her other question was Is he narcissistic? Um, yes. Or is he just insecure? Eh. So, I'm gonna give you. All right, see, I, ain't, I went yes immediately, but she had a second part to that question. So, 
there are some insecurities with Nasir or Yasir that we see. I, I'm forever going to call this nigga Nasir. Yeah, I'm going to call this nigga Nasir every single time. But uh, fuck it, we're going to correct it. Yasir does have some insecurities because at the end of the day, he's still a broke black man with a super successful. And he's a prideful man. Like, he's a man. And his girlfriend's successful as shit. He is not. He has a son that he can't really take care of. That's the episode that we on right that now. That we on right now. Episode yeah. eight, going home. Yeah, I'm gonna come back to the to this. Inse- I mean, the sen- insecure, insecure yeah. or narcissistic on episode nine because something was said and not really discussed in deeply, which I think is the reason why he is the way he is. Mm. Ah, yep, facts. So Rose is his mom's name. Yep. In this episode about going home, uh, Nasir is a deadbeat father. Yeah. Yasir, I'm sorry. By by every single word of the definition of a deadbeat dad, he's, he's a, a deadbeat dad. He's a good deadbeat father. Yeah. Like he calls a, his son. He's he a good man. Yep. For the most part. Yeah. But he's a deadbeat father. He literally, so he's stuck in a place where I want to be the man. I want to raise my child. I want to do this. But I'm also too prideful to take any old job. And I'm too prideful to fucking do anything. And I I lose my ambition when I'm being rejected. I'm sending scripts and they're not being read and I'm not getting rejected. And now my girl take care of me and that fucks with me. And it's like, fam, do what you need to do for your son. Fuck you. We skipped up. He do got a job by this point. He started working at the bookstore. Yeah, he worked at the bookstore. So he went on it, but that was part of his, his pride showed up there. Mm-hmm. He went on an interview at the bookstore and the... He was as militant and as black. And this white bookstore manager dude was like, yeah, fam, this ain't going to work. Like, because he was like, oh, what books have you read lately? Have you read the, and he was naming popular books. Yasir is like, no, but that autobiography of Malcolm X and this Alex Haley. And he's like, fam, that ain't selling here. You know what I do like about Nasir? Yasir. What the fuck? Every time. This nigga nigga. name is Nas, okay? Every time, nigga. What I do like about this is. He'll do some shit that's fucked up. Yeah. And then he'll recognize he'll, and he'll go, he'll try to he'll fix rectify it and shit. try to correct the behavior. He will rectify him. the shit. I will say that too. Um, And in the bookstore situation, he did that. So he went in there, he blew the interview. Dog told him, thanks, but no thanks. God bless you. Have a good night. And then he recognized that dude was a smoker. So, and they connected on that because yeah. Yasir is a smoker and he's trying to quit. So he went back, talked to dude about smoking and quitting and dog was like, Hey, I've, I've, you know, been, I ain't smoked in however long, like I can help you. And they connected. And from that connection, Yasir being the well-read intelligent dude, he is talked his way back into a job because he is a good salesman. Yep. And, and that's what I need here at this bookstore. Yeah. I need you to be able to walk up to a stranger, yep. hold a conversation, yep. offer a book to him and yeah. have them buy it. You just did that shit with me after I don't like you no yeah. more. The same way you walked up to Nuri, held a conversation, and convinced her to go to a concert with you, and you had never met her. Or you ain't never had a combo with her. So he was able to do that, and he got himself a job. So now he popping. He getting a little check. It's enough. You can take your girl to eat off that a couple weeks or however often you getting paid. He got some shit going on. But he also is kind of dealing with some internal shit related to his son because he misses his fucking kid. Facts. And he he talks to his son and he gets emotional. And Nuri being the dope ass girl. Let's go see him. I like their energy though, because she meant really well. Yeah. She's like, 
She walked in there bag packed. Like, yo, we're going to Oakland. We're going to see your son. And I want to meet Cause, your mom. Because he was having a conversation. He was upset because his, his hours was about to get cut at work or yeah, some shit like yep. that. He on the phone like, I'm sending all the money I got. None yeah. of that, I don't got nothing. Da, da, yeah. da, da. So they go see the son. Yep. And they pull up on mom's and uh, should have been a good trip. You were hoping for a good trip. It was not the greatest trip. Um, This episode was lit. This episode was layered. Yeah, it was definitely layered. It was a lot going on. Before we even get into it real quick. When does she meet your mom in your situations or like a parent in general? Like when do you, when is a woman important enough to meet the people closest to you? My mom, well, I've only been in, it's a, I just, I don't, it, it's when I want, like, so yeah. I'm so, I like you so much. Yeah. I can't wait to you so you can beat my mom, but yep. everybody can't. Yeah. Three and people that, have met my mom. That is a fact. That is a fact. Three people I, have been. I'm not one of them who show up with a new person every, to the family. Get, no, every holiday, that's and not shit. me. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, I um. If I, I invite you to some family shit, you you kind of you didn't slid in there. You somehow. mean something? You mean like, you something. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if I intro, depending on how I introduce you to, but like yeah. if I didn't invited you to, you didn't met my mom. And yeah. If you meet my moms, you met my mom. Like that's. I, I can't even break it down no further than that, bro. So Man, this is and my mom she's so sweet. God rest her soul. God bless. Um I'm mad to dis when she was in a she was in a hospital, yeah. I had to disappoint I didn't want to tell I, when I broke up with me and my last girlfriend when our separate raised. Yeah. She told me before, she said, Don't break up with this girl. Mm. And I was like, Why? Yeah, she was like because all the girls you didn't bring around here, I like them all. Yeah, no, she said I love all the girls that you bring around here, and yeah. I still love them. But when y'all stop talking, I still love them, but they don't yeah. come around no more. Yeah, and she essentially saying, "Oh, this is the third one that you didn't bring yeah. around." Now, granted, I'm thirty. Uh, well, how how long ago was this? I'm at the time on my own, oh, 34. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And mom, now since I was 18, right? <laughs> like hey. that's 18 years. That's a. Uh, so you've met three in 18 years. Yeah. It's not like it's everyone. But so when we did uh, break up, I did have to tell her. I was like, mom, I got uh, some bad news. Damn. And then she told me why, and I just was like, listen, man, like I know. So the show Love is it reminded me of my parents so much. Yeah. Because, like, I know what it looked like and what it feel like and what it's supposed to be. And, like, I know when it's not. Yeah. And, like, how, like I can't do that. And, like, I, I can't do that to somebody. So that's one place that Jay and I both relate. We both not only are close with both of our parents, but our parents were still very much so married and in love. You know what I'm saying? So we saw this our whole lives. My parents got married at 18 and 19 years old in their backyard. My parents been together since they were in the fourth grade. So, you know, September 2nd would have been a 40th uh, marriage anniversary. Yeah. They made 39 years, God rest her soul. But yeah. she didn't make the, the, the 40th, but like 40 years of, yeah, of, of marriage. From 18 and yeah. a 19-year-old. My parents have been rocking High since they was in the fourth grade, and they've been married for 35 years. So, like, when I watch this show, like, I can imagine, like, my mom and my dad going through, like, I didn't know until I got older. My dad used to be Muslim. Mm. Shit blew my fucking mind. No, 
I take that back. He was a Jehovah's Witness. Whatever. Hey. But it was different. Same they, shit. They grew up. <laughs> Because we, we grew up in a Christian household, right? Yeah, facts. And, and so I'm like, you used to be what? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, it just was wild. When I watch them, uh, I always think about yo folks. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally get that. And and just you know having that background and being able to see a by all means successful marriage, it makes you date with more purpose than you probably would. It makes you. Like, yeah, I could fuck around. I've been, yo, anybody who know me, any girl I've dated, I'm very honest in my truth. I've been that whole-ass nigga out here that was just out here dating and moving. And I honestly, I, I just, I've been in situations where I was not the most, like, relationship-driven dude, mm-hmm. man. You know what I'm saying? But when I love you, I love you. And when I like you, I like you. And I'm, I'm willing to try to go down that road. Um, and I feel like it's easy to identify because I saw it in the house. Right. Seeing it growing up, like it's it's like, yo, I may not be as familiar with that feeling. I don't know who the fuck I was dating in the fourth grade, like my goddamn parents. But I knew that one day I would feel something special and I would be able to liken that special feeling to what I was seeing around the crib. Um, he don't have that. Yeah, Sir don't have that. Shit, Nuri don't have that. She don't know what that look like. Um, man, this episode I think was so layered because it 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 highlighted the uh, the mother. I mean, it highlighted relationships on like three different levels. Yeah, well, four. Yeah, damn, five different levels. So one is the mom meeting the daughter for the first time. Facts, because that wasn't smooth. Nope, she had to win her over. Yep, she was like, nigga, who who essentially. Who are this little happy-go-lucky, yeah. sunshine, smile? Because his mama's like nice. You, you look like you yeah. came in with a silver spoon in your uh-huh. mouth. Sitting in Who my you bringing up in my house? Sitting in my goddamn chair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So she like, I don't think your mama like me. Like, you sit yeah. in her chair. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, uh, and her mom kind of cut into her like, <laughs> I know you. Yeah. You the And she was like, hold on, fam. Yeah. I'm from the hood. Yeah. <laughs> she like, let her know, like, hey, motherfucker, I'm, I ain't from... I'm not a silver spoon, uh, you know, super well-bred ass mom. I'm just smart and I got up out of here. And I thought, when I thought about that, and she was like, "You, I've seen your come, I signed your kind come and go to a certain extent. Yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And like, are you going to be able to be there for him yeah. when shit get tough? Yeah. And I thought to myself, that's why that nigga the way he is. Yeah. Because you coddled that nigga. Yeah. But he, and I think we're going to find out in the future uh-huh. don't like that shit he likes it but he don't because you don't coddle nobody at all but you was coddled yeah so how does that work uh shit does it work you know what, yeah. I'm, saying? what I'm saying yeah um, so i i agree i think that he definitely has like it's like a mama's boy syndrome for sure which hey i'm a mama's boy i love my motherfucking mama that's my best friend but it you have to be mindful of how that impacts your relationships. Thanks. And I think his mom in this situation is letting Nuri know he expects certain things from the girl he's with that he may not even know he expects because of my relationship with him. What do you think about the statement that a man treats his, the how he treats his mom is how he going to treat his girl? I think it's true to an extent. Um, 
obviously there's a, a romantic and sort of intimate component to there that that you'll never see. You know what I'm saying? Like you won't get that from me and my mom. But I think there are instances where I've dated or shit, even been cool with women and they see how much I do for not just my mom, but both of my parents and how involved I am in their lives. And I I do agree that that's a good indicator of how I might treat a woman. But I also know some niggas who treat their mom like a fucking queen and they treat women shitty as hell. Yeah. So I can't totally say that that's it's indicative of me and how I'm going to go hard for my woman. But now, listen, man, I know as men, we probably hear this shit all the time. And I guess men actually probably say this more often. Yeah. Women be having daddy issues. Oh, she got oh, daddy issues. Fact. She got daddy issues. But what we don't talk about is all the men who got mommy, mommy issues, issues. And the reason that you treat these women so fucking horribly is because of the relationship that you have or the lack thereof that you had with, with your, your mom, mom. and there's a, a lot of niggas out here with mommy issues that's a fact and shit to an extent you know even if you think like your relationship with your mother is great and it's healthy there's a lot of shit you expect out of women that's unrealistic because your mother did it for you and it's like, fam, your relationship with your mom might be great, and she might be the dopest woman ever, but that ain't, your mom is your mom, nigga. And you also got to realize a lot of people have relationships with their with women in their life, and this may be what Yasir suffers from yeah. horizontally, but not, I'm sorry, vertically, but not horizontally. Yeah. So I respect my mother above me. I respect yeah. my daughter below me, mm. but all the women on my same age i'm playing all these women yeah i'm doing this i'm doing that i'm cheating i'm doing all this extra yeah. shit because you're on my same level my mom oh yeah. i respect her. you're not my mom oh yeah. this is my daughter i respect her but something there's a disconnect yeah. somewhere because all the women that's on your same level yeah. you don't treat them right it's funny you say that too because i know some niggas who treat their daughter amazingly but again they treat the women that they dating like shit so it's definitely to to answer your question yeah i i don't think that the way a man treats his mother is 100% parallel to how he's going to treat his woman. Um, but again, for me, it's a good indicator. I think it's an indicator like, are you a loving and caring person in general? And that's what it is. That's what it if is. If you have a loving and caring personality at all, if yeah. I should see that at least how you interact with your mom, yeah. depending on how you was raised. Yeah. And uh, to kind of extend off that, when you dating a dude, shit, I mean, when you dating a woman too, but uh, men especially, because we're, the leader in these situations or we should be watch how that nigga's not only treating his mom watch how he interact with his dad if his dad's around Thanks. watch how that nigga's interacting with the help quote-unquote when y'all at the restaurant anybody and anybody who can't help him out yeah watch how he treat them yo when y'all go run to the store real quick and he talk to the cashier watch how he interact when y'all at the restaurant watch how he kicking it with the waitress and the waiter and how he talks to them and how he treats them because this I, is where you're gonna learn whether he's a good person i had check niggas to come into the studio i don't like how they comments they make when the guy come here and change the garbage yeah garbage cans every night yeah and we kick it with dog every week like nigga don't talk to them oh, oh that's the like I, I get it i know you paying yeah. the, recording up in this studio and everything you think nigga i know hey. these are your friends that yep. you no fam you about to respect that man hey he work here what they say treat the janitor the same way you treat the ceo baby because you don't never know you never know man that janitor might be the last nigga to help you get in this building one day, nigga. And shit, what you gonna I do? I just don't like that. He's, nah, a good, he's a cool guy. He cool as shit, dog. I don't know how I, much I like money that man make. <laughs> and hey, nigga could be the owner of the building. He really could be. And shit, nigga, he might be. We know where the fuck we at. But uh, yeah, man, I'm with that. So ladies, 
keep an eye on how your dude treats everybody, not just his mom. Because that's the real indicator of how he might treat you. So, Yasir had this real sense of entitlement about how his child is being raised. Yeah, so he found out that his kid isn't going to the piano lessons that he's paying for. So, mm-hmm. he don't get a lot of money from his unemployment and even his job at the bookstore, his hours got cut. So, he had still been paying for piano lessons for his son and his son hadn't been going. Now, what he finds out from his mom is, well, he doesn't like going to those classes because he's behind because he doesn't have a piano at home. Them kids that he's in there with go home and they practice. He's not able to do that. And he doesn't like feeling stupid as the only black kid in that class. And like most, damn, I hate to say this cliche. Well, a lot of parents, well, just try harder. Yeah. No, nigga, it don't work like that sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's not a matter of will. It's a matter of opportunity and resources. Yeah, facts. I don't have the resources. Facts. And Yasir is, I get him being upset that I've been paying for classes Somebody and nobody tell let me. me. Shit. Tell me. So tell I can me stop take, paying. Tell me this nigga we taking him out. Yeah. That's how the argument So then. I don't pay. But when you hit me with all this in front of my girl, and we know he doesn't give a fuck about a woman being present, his woman or any other one, he's gonna state his mind. So he's starting to go off. He's in. He's he, pissed off now. He mad at the baby mom. He flipping on the baby moms, and his well, he, mom is trying to explain to him. Well, he leaves. Yeah, he leaves. Oh, he gets the rental car keys from Nuri. Yeah. He doesn't even take her with Nuri. Give me the car keys. I'm about to go over here and snap on my baby moms. And Nuri in a bad position because she agreed to an extent, but yeah. she can't really. You got to ride with that nigga. And also, Nuri, you brought him up here. You brought him up here. So what if Nuri wouldn't have gave him the keys and told him no? Oh, honestly, the the rage he was in, because I didn't think she was going to give him the keys at first. I thought he was going to shake her up a little bit, like give him the fucking key, like or say something crazy to her. Not hit her. He she, wasn't going to snap. She never seen him that way before. Yeah, she had never seen. So I thought he was going to say something so wild and off the wall that it was going to throw off the dynamic of their relationship. Because if he goes off and says not necessarily. This is a nigga who's been cool from the minute you met him a year ago. And now he lost his cool. We didn't know what to expect in that scene. Um, But she gave him the keys. Hey, here you go, fam. But now she left him awkwardly sitting there with his mom. Mm -hmm. So Nuri's here with his mother. He goes over to the... I would have liked to see what happened at the baby mom's crib. They didn't show that. I thought that was maybe a little flaw in the episode. Because I would You ain't need to spend much time over there. But he pulled up like But he went over there... He left mad, but then when he came back, he's even more mad than he was when he went over there. So that's why I wanted to see, like, damn, what was that? And then we get introduced to the baby mom. So he comes back in the crib, and he's telling his son, yo, go get your stuff right now. Go get stuff. We leaving. And it's like, where the fuck fuck are we going? Where you going, fam? You don't even live up here no more. A, B, fuck you doing? You taking me from? What are you doing, nigga? Like, but he's mad, and he's emotional, and he just wilding out. Baby mama say, oh. Baby moms comes in. Got you a little light skin. (laughs) Oh, that's why you acting brand new. Yeah, got you a new bitch. Because baby mom don't know he got a girl. So nobody in his family outside of his mother knows that he not still with Ruby, who he left with. Because him and Ruby didn't tell her parents. They ain't get into his shit. Oh, you got another bitch. Yeah. You come around here with another bitch. So the, the, the relationships I was talking about was the relationship between him and his mom. Yep. The relationship between the girlfriend and the mom. Yep. The relationship between the girlfriend and the baby mama and him or whatever. Also, the relationship of his stepfather, who is taking care of his mom. Yeah. And his, your and mom, his son. 
your mom and your son. Yeah. Because your mom, who you think is doing everything for you, she's sick. Man. She's sick as hell. And like stepdad in there really holding shit down. Dog. And he the one taking care of the kid. He in the back with your son reading. Who taking who taking him to piano lessons? Stepdad. And, and then baby mama, like, I got a fucking job. Yeah. I'm the hun- I'm the full time parent here. Yeah. Yo mama is doing the shit that is doing thirty percent of the shit that yeah. you should be doing. And your mom is doing more than what she should be doing because she's not well. She ain't doing so good. But you don't know none of this because you think that sending a couple dollars up here for this piano lesson every once in a while fuck you gonna, what is I'm taking gonna, care of everything. Fuck, I'm going to do with this $122 you send me a month. This episode was a reality check for Yasir because he thought he was doing, even though he knew I'm not raising my kid physically, he thought he was doing enough to make up for that. Oh, I got him in these classes so he can be advanced and keep up with these white kids and all the shit that they do. No, nah, fam. It takes way more than that. And you, you're so consumed in you and your shit. You, you don't know that the person you love most, your mom, is actually suffering. So while they arguing, yeah. she gets like, hey, look, everybody shut the fuck up. Yo, shout out to Loretta Divine for this scene. It was very dramatic. And it was very kind of unlike any other scene we had gotten in an episode of your show to this point. But she did her fucking thing, man. You know, I think Nori... Is a she the actor who plays Nori Michelle Weaver? Shout out to her. She's so dope because like even in this scene, she was acting her ass off without saying a fucking word. Her facial expressions in there, like ooh, like ooh. I've heard a lot of people not like say that they don't like her as an actress on the show. Like they like her character, they like what, but they just hate her acting. I think she does really well in this. Like the, her facial expressions and stuff, and the the shame, the oh my god, like you talking about the nigga I love, like. The damn, yeah. what did I get into? Is this the man? You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. a lot of emotion that was going on on her face, and yeah. it was. I thought she did a good job. I thought she did a very good job. And again, I'm in love with Michelle Weaver. Um, so if she want to go together, we could do that. <laughs> uh, hair so wavy, uh, mashed potatoes so gravy, nigga. I don't fucking know, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, nigga. But uh, no, man, they killed the scene. Loretta Divine really killed the scene. She put her. Loretta Divine is the mama. And everything she plays, she's like her and uh Jennifer Williams, what Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer Lewis, Jennifer Lewis. Uh, shout out to both of them, they the mamas, they are the quintessential black mothers in most of the shit that they play. In this particular scene, Loretta Devine got in her bag, she was like, Yo, fam, reality check. She had to has to take one of y'all words, and ladies, she read all them niggas. Oh, yeah. She read everybody in that fucking room. Line by line. She just literally you, went down the road. Nigga. Just when you thought I was finished, yeah. we showed them that. Yep. She said, uh, Yasir, let me tell you about yourself. Baby mama, oh, you laughing? Let me also tell you about yourself. Nuri, you over there looking fine? Bitch, I'm going to tell you about something that you doing, too, just to let you know that aunt want to go with you, get that nigga a call, 248721. <laughs> uh, I'll give you the rest later. But, uh... No, this was about to get shit out on the- this was uh <laughs> no 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 this was one of the uh the more memorable episodes of the season by far um because the it was so strong in its messages facts um and like Jay said there were so many relationship dynamics that we were introduced to I wish we was doing this fucking show when that shit was on the first time man. oh man yeah that would have because we, we two and a half hours in yeah I'm a, this is probably part two that you're listening to oh yeah hell yeah I just put this shit up but. It's so much content that we we can't we not getting into because one this shit happened a long time ago I don't fucking remember yeah and two it's like we gotta it's condensed but like this episode 
Yeah. It's, alone would have fucked around been an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. I um so here's one of my thoughts on this episode too. I felt like this episode because to this point, their relationship to me as a viewer still felt fantastical. It was yeah. still like eh, like I get it. I, I believe y'all are in love. Obviously, the characters that you're portraying are married still and celebrating a 25 year uh, anniversary. So y'all made it through all of this shit because what we don't or what Jay and I had discussed throughout all of these episodes, we get the flash all of these scenes with young Nuri and young Yasir are flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get a flash forward to present day Yasir and Nuri and they'll discuss some of the emotions they were dealing with at the time. And some of this shit is hurtful. Personally, and this is what really kept me going with this show, because there were times where I thought the show was like, eh, it's cool. I might be back, I might not. Like I like the theme they test show on, but next week the preview don't let what kept me going I really enjoyed the older ver the current day versions of them felt so believable to me. Like I, I really and again there you know, you got a really strong actor uh with the older version of Yasir and then I just really liked and enjoyed the older version of Nuri. I just felt like them as the older elder couple, uh an elder version of themselves was like super believable. Um and then we go after the reality checks. Nuri and Yasir got to go back home. Episode nine. So listen, man. Like in dealing in with a relationship, yeah. There's no way that you can make these things happen because if you make these things happen, you're probably gonna ruin a relationship. Yeah. But you don't know the person that you're with until you see how they react when they're angry. Yeah. When they're going, when they're depressed, when they're going through something, to see how they act when they don't got a pocket full of money. Facts. Because if everything is always rosy. We get married, everything lovely, and something goes wrong. You don't know how this man deals with stress yeah. or this woman deals with stress. You don't yeah. know how this person handles adversity. And this was the same thing that I thought with Issa and them, right? Mm. And we kind of talked about, like, if they was able to get back together, they've already been at their lowest or whatever. Yeah. Like, this was the first time that Nuri got a chance to see something that wasn't perfect, so to speak. Yeah. Well, the, the the real time. The yeah, first yeah. time was a misunderstanding because you yeah. thought he was cheating or some shit. Yeah. That I, I met you three days ago. But, but I'm they had kind of been on a high. Like, he had yeah. found a job and she was doing well at work and it was like... Everything Shit was going great. smooth for a minute. But, but like, that's not reality. This now you, uh, now you understand this is what happens when he's at his maddest. Yeah. He's the most mad he can possibly yeah. be. This is it. And is this something that you can deal with? Understanding, too, to what his mom said earlier... This ain't just him at his maddest. This is him at his absolute lowest as a man. Because now this nigga's feeling like a bad father. He's feeling like a bad son. He's feeling like a bad boyfriend to you and a bad baby daddy to her and a bad ex-boyfriend. And I ain't got no job. And I got like, can I get any lower than this? His, His position as a man right now in that moment in the house was as low as it's ever been. And how will you respond, Nuri? to this do you pick him back up yeah because you thought you thought his absolute lowest was when he talked to his son and you got off the phone and he cried a little bit and you was like oh i know you miss your son let me draw you up here to go see him you thought that was as low as it'll ever go and then you got a rude ass awakening so now how do you respond episode nine mm. Whew. Episode- yeah it was a heavy ass episode man yeah man. this is why i'm not taking y'all to meet my moms we not <laughs> no you're not about to loretta divine my mother fuck that So, this shit is called First Grip. 
and this is her first script uh, on the show. Yeah. That eerily looks like Martin. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. But what's the show that she worked on? Marvin. Yeah, but like in real <laughs> life, was it was it Living Single? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was her first. Yep. Yeah. But they made this shit look like uh Martin. Martin, yeah. It's so Mara Brock I Kill's like first big break was on Living Single and uh so, so what I didn't know yeah. that I found out later when Mara Brock Kill was on the Breakfast Club. Okay. Is Everything that's on this show didn't actually happen in real life. Yeah. I thought this was like, we, gonna, was going we, we were telling the stories. Gotcha. So everything that actually happened on the show didn't happen in real life. Some of it did. Yeah, but not all but of some it. of it. But some of it just made up for TV yeah. and shit. So I'm thinking like, she must have worked on Martin. Because <laughs> I'm yeah, like, no, this Marvin literally shit. went directly on the Marvin shit. Yeah. Like, but um, yeah, so Nuri gets her chance to write her script. So she has a very unique relationship with... The head writer on the Kadeem show Hardison. was played by Kadeem Hardison. Um, shout out to Dwayne Wayne and uh, Dwayne Cleophus Wayne. <laughs> and um, he gives her a shot to write because he's working on an idea with her friend, uh, the girl Angela, who didn't let her write on her episode. Who basically gave it up because yeah. you did all that shit and you got in there with your great ideas, yep. trying to be ultra... Pro this, pro yeah. that, pro women like nigga. This is Angela uh, was mad. Pro women, pro black, pro everything that was not. Let's just say funny. an NBC uh, Thursday night funny sitcom. Facts. Like she was not hitting that demographic. She was trying to make the type of show that we want to come in here and talk about. Yeah, <laughs> she was trying to do something for the culture. At that time, that was not the thing. No, fam. if you was gonna get on, this is why Martin only was on Fox because NBC said fuck out of here, nigga. We Fresh Prince, and that's it. We hit our black quota. And you see, I mean, Fresh Prince was great, too, but it fucking Martin only had, what, five seasons? Like, they wasn't really fucking with the culture that heavy like that, man. Um, You had to keep it tame to an extent. Until then they started to. Yeah, yeah. Then it was all black. Yeah. yeah. Then it was fucking New York Undercover. Oh, yeah, you had Black Knight. Yeah. Nigga, Thursday was night was Black Knight. It went from... Facts. It, but that was not... That was non-existent initially. Nope. Um, and Angela, the friend at work... She wrote her episode, but she hated it because every time she tried to inject Angela, bring a it, pig in. Kadeem Hardison threw in a fucking hey, let's make this let's let's whiten it, let's whiten it, let's let's popularize it, like let's make it something that's digestible for the audiences that they're telling us we need to focus on. Even with a black show, we need to make this something silly and goofy where you're trying to write something poignant and black and. She wrote her episode, and she was like, I don't want to do this. And she tried to quit. He was ready to fire And then... Got a call. Last fucking yeah. minute. And they had an opportunity to work on something that she really wanted to work on. Hold on. What's good? One thing that we got to talk about. All right. That I thought was interesting. In the relationship between her and Nuri. Okay. Old gay boy. Yep. Uh, came back and he wanted to go. He kind of like took her out on a date. Yeah. And they went to the movies together. They had a really oh, good yeah. time. And she seemed like she was kind of like falling for the nigga yeah. a little bit. And she ran. Cause she a little lonely too. Like facts. And she letting random niggas eat her coochie at work and shit. And she just wild. Which by is, the way, yeah, that's Liddy uh, during the taping. So she runs in. Nuri and Yasir run into them two at the old black and white classic film joint. Yeah, yeah. and Nuri feel a way about it, and Yasir cool as a fan. Yep. Don't ever bad eye. You never yep. about to make me 
nervous about shit. Yo, y'all start- see a real nigga, he not going to make you look bad in public. Y'all might get in the crib and it might be fucked up, but in public, that nigga, hey, how you doing, brother? I'm a... I'm recurring, nigga. He I know do you got a lot of tendencies of niggas that'll beat the fuck out of you when you He do, home. he do, and that's that narcissistic shit. Yeah, that's but like that. I don't think that's him. Yeah, but the the, the signs but are no, there. He definitely come off like a serial killer, nigga. Like a, or a wife beater, or yeah, some shit like that. Yasir will absolutely order a Slurpee at Seven Eleven, nigga, and that's a fact. <laughs> that nigga will order one, but uh, he damn, I hadn't really thought of it like that, but yeah, they so him Yasir and Nuri go on a date, and uh, Angela and the. Gay dude who acting like he not gay no more because he ain't on. I'm shrooms. not gay no more. Right, I He's am been delivered, delivered, nigga. That delivered ass nigga. He um, they ran into each other and they kind of talked and it was fun and it was funny and then it was like, yo, you want to see this movie together? And they saw it and they just so happened to be at the same uh little old school film festival that Yasir and Nuri were at. So when they ran into each other and Nuri felt the way and Yasir is like, you know, on his cool shit. Now Nuri's looking at Angela like, are you? And again, this is a case of it looked like some it ain't. I don't know though. Well, that's to that point because Angela might have thought it was something, but at the end of it, it was just like, yo, we well, ran into Nuri, each other, we had a good time. Well, see, the thing is, like, Nuri know this nigga gay by now. Yeah, yeah. but she looking at it like, why the fuck are you out with this yeah. nigga at the movies? And you yeah. know, me and him used to kick it. Yeah, like nigga, that's the girl. I, I'm guessing there's a girl, girl code. code. Yeah, what the fuck you is you think? doing? But then Angela probably looking at it like. You never liked this nigga, A. You was always kind of fronting with him. That's some whole shit. B, oh, yeah, it's whole shit. But I'm like, and it's also did, ironic because it wasn't like they planned on. Now you, you didn't snake me yeah. for the fucking yo TV ah, shit. So there's that component, too. Like, And yeah. now you just seem like, damn, nigga, are, are we not friends? Yeah. It it looked, it, it's a bad look for sure, for sure. And it definitely is uh, a lot of things that aren't being communicated mm-hmm. between friends. But uh, then they kind of patched it up. Yeah. When she gave her the show. Yeah, she told her, hey, I'm not doing this shit no more. I don't want to write this. Here's your chance. You wanted the show, you got and it. That shit, and to me, Nuri don't know, but nigga, this script was so fucking horrible. It was almost you, like sabotage. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that. Huh. I did think Let's that. Let's see if you can do something with it. Like, yeah. they gave you a pig and say, you going to have a, a pie yeah. contest with this pig. Make yeah. that shit fun. Come on, fam. No, she definitely gave Nuri one of the worst scripts to write. That's not how you're supposed and, to be a black woman. Yeah. At the very least, give it a heads up. Yo, I personally think this shit is terrible, and this is why I'm not writing it, but I know you wanted an opportunity, so if... Did she do that? No, she didn't. I kind of... I feel like she gave it to her on some, like, fam, here you go. I don't remember. I'm not going to lie. The shit was a little while ago, so I'm not going to front like that. Maybe Angela was cool in the moment, but I don't really think she was. I think she was just like, here, here you fucking go. Um... And but meanwhile, she wrote a dope script. She wrote a dope script. Everybody loved it. It was this hilarious ass episode. Was this the one where she invited Yasir to the screening? Yes. To the taping? So she invited Yasir to the taping. Ah, this happened several times during this episode. So she had invited Yasir to the taping and said, I'm going to put you on the list as my boyfriend. So Yasir gets to the taping. Uh, he's driving her car around because that's what he do now. He be driving, dropping her off at work and shit. That nigga's baby boy. Um, and he pulls up and he gets to the security gate. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the list. My name's Yasir. And dude is like, yeah, I don't have no Yasir on the list, fam. Sorry. And he like, uh, my name's Yasir, motherfucker. And he like, dog, I just told you it ain't no fucking long story short. 
he only gets through the gate because the nigga who used to make out with Nuri, who gets the coffee and the bagels, he happens to come up to security for yeah. something else, sees Yasir, recognizes this is Nuri's boyfriend, and says, let him on a lot. So he gets on the lot, and then he goes to the door to try to get in the building. Now, if you're not familiar with how they do tapings, once we do a live taping and the shit has started recording, no ins, no outs. If you open, if I open this door, I'm getting fired. Yeah, you don't, open the door. Don't matter who is you're for. done. Nobody in, nobody out. And once you've gone out, if you don't come back till after we started recording, you can't get back in. So he gets to the door. He's arguing with security. Security's like, again, you're not on the list. Yasir, like, God damn, motherfucker told me she was gonna put me on the list as her boyfriend. I ain't on nobody fucking list. So he's causing a commotion. They call her like, hey, yeah, come downstairs. Yeah. Like some. So now she has to leave her taping biggest moment in her career. Her first ever script that she's written. Now she's got to put it to the side because she has to go see what the fuck is going on with Yasir. And when she go out there soon, she oh, she with you. All right. Come on through. Yeah. Now it's too late. Yeah, now they can't go on the fucking, uh, he on the lobby, he can't get in the building because they already started recording. And this is the first, one of the first time, like, I am 100% in opposition of Nasir. Yasir, you're fooling, you're tripping, I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. He blew the fuck up. Here's my, so I had a couple issues. First of all, because to Jay's point, uh, not only was Yasir tripping and blowing up and going crazy, but her having to come outside, she missed the taping of her episode because they couldn't let her back in. So they had to start recording. So Yasir, 100%, I understand you being embarrassed and maybe feeling a way that because wasn't it a part? I feel like they ran into somebody and she didn't introduce him as her boyfriend or something like that. Something happened where it was like the subtle undermining yeah. and then he couldn't get through security and then he wasn't on the other list. So throughout the episode, Yasir was not feeling like her man. Unintentional though. Unintentional. I was thinking like, what's going on with him? Because yeah. it, it seemed like it was out the blue. Yeah, it, wasn't it was something. I swear, it was a moment somewhere in there where she didn't introduce him as her man, and then the security gate when he drove up happened, and then the security when he walked into the building. Happened. Also, don't forget that Tommy blew the fuck up when she didn't answer her phone. Ah, nigga said, "Call me when you get home." And she ain't not asked the control and shit. Back to Jenny question. But then it comes, it come to find out. Well, because uh, I was worried about you making home because two of my friend, uh, a friend of mine, yeah. uh, got mud and got shot and got yeah. killed or some shit. And he was like, "Okay, I see." But that was way. And here's too much. one thing: you explain all of that before the blow up. Like, hey, yo, and it's it's a way to do that, man. Because she like, could also yo, answer the page. Though. She could have. She could have. <laughs> By the way, and because she did say like, like, yeah, I paid you like twenty times. Yeah, man. like and first she off, didn't you, respond. To you mad? We ODing on the pages. Yeah, but like, facts. I mean, why don't you pay the nigga? Yo, don't if you don't <laughs> the don't, fuck don't pay you. We just had we just had sex for like twelve hours or some shit. Yeah, they on some tantric shit. They doing yeah. He you know doing what I'm a lot. And then you go to write. That nigga setting a bad expectation. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you think we fucking for 12 hours, you got the wrongest nigga you ever get born. The 22-year-old. Jay. And nigga, you going to get a fucking 34-year-old aunt, nigga. I got a strong eight minutes for you. <laughs> and then I'm going to give you about 22 on the foreplay. And shit, if you ain't came by the end, then I don't know what to tell you, nigga. I don't, if you ain't came, I don't know where you at. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so... Yasir was on, he was in his bag of emotions right now. This nigga attitude is on 50. Um, He had already snapped on her about not calling, and he snapped about some boyfriend shit, and he snapped about not being on one list, and he snapped about not being on the other list. Now he's embarrassed, and I get his embarrassment, but again, time and a place for everything. 
where he didn't want to have that conversation and answer her questions back on episode four or three or whatever the fuck episode that was. Cause he knew, Hey, this ain't the time Ruby's in there. She hurt. She's sick, whatever nigga. This one, did, this was her taping dog. It's the biggest moment of her career. And you made her miss it. And you wrote, and you embarrassed. Cause now you yelling and screaming. Yeah. You ain't doing this. You ain't doing yeah. that. You making her feel bad. And you making her feel bad in front of people. She got to go work with them tomorrow morning. And this was the first, not the first. No, that's the first. She stood back up. Yeah. Like, she no. did. She was in her bag. Cause, and I think that was another, another layer of this particular episode. She was almost not in a bad way when I say this, but she was feeling herself. Yeah, fam, I'm having career highlights all over this bitch right now. Like I got houses, I got yeah. cars, I got furniture. Yeah, now. and I got my new show. And I just wrote an episode, but not only did I write it, it was fucking great, and it was well received, and it's probably the best episode we filmed. And in. then I got in trouble for it. Yep, my boss was like, "Look, nigga, who the fuck is this bum ass nigga you got outside fucking up this shit?" Like, don't embarrass me in front of our goddamn I got show. the message, too, nigga. Yeah. Like, hey. So, it was a bad look for y'all, sir. This was definitely not his greatest moment. And Nuri let him know. Um, I just didn't understand why he did that. Like, I like usually, you'll blow up, right? Yeah. And, like, the, the, the character on the show would, don't know why, and we all know why. Yeah. But it was nothing that happened to that level of blow up. Yeah. Now, was this the episode or did we miss it? Because I want to make sure we touched on it because it was one of the more important themes uh, or things that happen in general. The molestation and sexual abuse. I think this was at the end of this This episode. was the end of this one. I felt like it was. So, because it was like the apology sort of like, you sleep and you ignore me, but I'm about to lay up and cuddle you and try yeah. to talk to you. And then something and happened and she just jumped she out She freaked bed. out. Nuri was having like a moment. And at first I thought it was a bad dream type deal. But no, she was having like a real life panic attack yeah. um and we find out that she had been molested when she was younger and then he says we got more in common than you than think. you think and she hugs him like oh shit you too type deal and we don't get more of that so and i felt like that was Maybe they explored it in late, later seasons. I don't know, but I did feel like that was a missed moment. No, they they talked about it again. They went into that deeper, not deeper, that, and that's what I'm saying. Well, she told him that he need to get therapy for it. Yeah, and he wasn't hearing this yeah. shit. Oh, I'm fine now. Black man shit. And you need to be fine about Black it. Black man shit. You know what I'm saying? We don't get therapy. Uh, well, I think that's a a, a a poor person thing. Huh. I can see that too because I'm. Mean, it's a lot of white folks who don't get therapy either because they just don't got the resources for it. Yeah, and I I hate how that get applied to black people and black specific like because we don't got no numbers for the shit. No, because the at shit all. is private. Not but at people all. keep telling you your people don't, don't do, do this. It. Like hold on, fam, do you got any kind of proof that that? Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's just. I hate when people attach negative shit to black people. Yeah. No, just because you know of someone who said that. Yeah. Nigga, how about it's well, it's a lot more white people in this country than it is black people because they ain't going either. God damn it. And um, I'll, I'll say this to that point. Like if there is a stereotype uh, that holds a negative connotation that happens to be true, like if we were able to prove that black people or black men don't get therapy or we don't talk about it yo well let's change that because it could change it it could be because we don't have resources and it just so happens that the black people in the country don't have don't have a lot of it could definitely be a connect to that yeah no it's it's definitely not always as cut and dry as you you got a couple hundred dollars every week for every week 
Yeah. For, for, for a year? For that. Yeah. No. But, yeah, don't but you know what, though? Even if I did, I know the majority of us don't. Yeah. And that's so what we, it is. So we maybe, what it is. we got, you know. We might be able to do that, but all of us can't. And like you said, that's where we need to figure out new resources and new avenues and new ways for black men and women to be able to go and discuss some of these uh, atrocities that have happened to us. Yeah. So that happened, and now, to make a long story short, Nasir, Yasir, <laughs> God, now I'm a, I wish there was a counter. Nigga. Ding. Oh my god! Oh my god! Next, <laughs> next, next season, we taking a drink every time we call that nigga Nazir. Nigga, we be, we gonna be out of there. Uh, but he was molested as a child. Yeah, and it's and that. So the reason I say, I want I bring back up the insecure. Was he as a narcissist or is he insecure? Yeah, and his issues with his mom. Like, how are you? Yeah, coddled as a child, but don't coddle nobody. Yeah. So let's just say, who molested you? Mm. Like who molested you? And so it's that like questions like that. Are you mad at your mom for letting that happen? Yeah. Do you feel like that your mom let that happen? Was it your father? Yeah. Was it an uncle? Was it a was it a friend? I mean, like a family for like was it a, a pastor, a preacher? Yeah. Like what happened to you? And that has a lot to do with, like you so hyper masculine yeah. because you have to be now. Yeah. You feel that somebody has took your masculinity away from you, so yeah. no, I'm a man. Yeah, don't no, call I'm, me baby. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking man. I'm don't not a baby. baby. Don't call me baby. No, I want to be masculine because yeah. somebody took my masculinity away from me when I was younger. Yeah, facts. And that's, it's an area where I think a lot of us suffer. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be molestation. Like there are just times during our childhood where something traumatic happens that now takes over the remainder of your life. It takes over the way you grow up. It takes over the way you think yeah. and the way you approach those situations so he might feel yo i love my mom my mom was my best friend she coddled me she took care of me i expect women to do things like my mom did them but my mom was not able to protect me and in that moment now i feel like i have to act like the overlord out this bitch because and it's it's a it's a weird dynamic because yeah. essentially you leaving your kid to be raised by your mom like so i don't know you leaving your kid unprotected yeah but this season one yeah, so we don't know if they're gonna I, delve I into. I know that. that's like because it has to come back up. Because when they when they left Nuri and them, the younger version of them, they shot to the to the, the older version, yeah. and they couldn't talk. Dog took his glasses off, had the little Denzel tear roll down his eye, and they went to commercial on the motherfucker. It was a Pampers commercial after that. Yeah, bitch. I remember that shit like yesterday. But uh, then we get to episode ten, man. Um, after a very strong emotional two episodes, strong and emotional in the psyche sense of things. Yeah. We got back yeah. to the relationship emotions. The, the episode ten is love is engagement. Um, episode ten was so we we talked about it a little earlier in this episode where Nuri had a lot of hoes. She had the nigga at work who was her like underling errand boy. She had the nigga at work who was like, hey, he works for the boss's boss. And then the she mysterious had mysterious New York nigga, the ex-boyfriend who lived in New York, who was not picking up her calls, who she was supposed to marry. But now she can't even get in touch with that nigga pops back up on his light skinnedness at the door like nothing went wrong. I hate light skinned niggas with a passion. There's some light skin shit to do. That nigga just popped up at the door like, hey, baby, what's up? What's going on? How you doing? I know I ain't answered the phone in three months and shit, but. 
shit, I'm here now. You ready to get married? It was like, yo, fam, you are out of pocket. Wild. Out of pocket, nigga. But that means they had a deep connection. I'll tell you why I mean that. I, I hear you. What I mean by that. What, ladies, y'all always say this shit. Y'all be like, why do it seem like the second you find a new girl, a new dude, or new such and such, the old person come back in? Right. Because we connected. We didn't even exchange energy. And I know. I feel it. I feel you and slipped away. I yep. know it's a certain amount of time frame that you got to pull the ring back, the reel back in. And people who have been together and have exchanged that energy, they can feel it. That's why yeah. it seemed like the nigga always pop up at the most inopportune times because he know it's that time, too. I don't need the details. Yeah. Something about our energy is saying, hey, let You're me go. L- let me, let me, let me, let me shoot her a text. Let You're me send her a call. Well, now, whether that's ideal for your life <laughs> yeah. is something different. But that means be careful who you exchange energy with because you go, that connection is going to be there. Oh, so. be careful who you exchange energy with. My God. um, It's funny. I feel like uh, every time my phone ring and it'd be another girl my ex-girlfriend shoot me a text like <laughs> and it'd be like a poem and shit i'd be like relax uh darius love all but uh <laughs> anyway no so uh nuri's ex who we had not met up to this point he shows back up and not only does he show back up he been in touch with her mama her mama pump because her mom is still not sold on yasir she's like hey you had fun with yasir this was cool he's a great guy you showed me that you proved your point but that nigga broke he broke and he not the nigga to marry. And she tell her mama everything. Yeah. And that pissedness Yasir off. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she told her mom some details. Nigga. And she was like, how the fuck he yeah. should know that? Your mama should know certain shit. Um, yeah, ladies, real life, if you close with your mom, great. God bless y'all. Keep your mom out of our bedroom. Keep though. your best friend out your bedroom. Keep, Keep yo, yo, hey, let's talk about it. Um, keep your best friend out the bed because I promise I'm telling y'all from the biggest fucking experiences, your best friend, if she know too much about the nigga you fucking and how he laying that shit down, she will contact him at some point. I've been contacted. Your friend, your friend, and your friend, and yes, you two, your friend, they all came and tried to get some dick because a nigga gave it to you and laid you down and gave you that proper work and then your best friend hit that nigga up later on some friendly shit like hey how you doing i hope you've been all right and you recovered from old girl by the way she told me about that dick slanging you be doing <laughs> and then when you know y'all you think that's your friend and she really not that's how niggas end up running through whole crews of women Facts. and then they be 34 and now they can't actually date none of the the like two people in the crew left Cause the rest of the crew know about him, uh, and the one nigga in the crew who never hit was probably your best match. Oh my and god! Now we can't get together. Yeah, nope. So shout out to a uh, couple crews out there. Anyway, you know, a young lady told me that she couldn't uh, date me because she hit somebody in the crew, mm. and uh, she made that decision for you. <laughs> Damn. And uh, because she real. like I like I said, you know, I always think I got more time. Yeah, facts. so she threw it at me one time, and you ain't take it. I didn't. I didn't take it because ah. I was in a. I was in. You know, what can you do? Hey, I, I didn't take it because I was do? in a relationship. You can't do that. So when I doubled back, she was like, "So I thought she was talking about one of my immediate people in the yeah, street." So I'm thinking yeah. like, which one of you niggas did hit? Yeah, Cause, and didn't tell me. And then, and cause we don't really yeah. like. I know women think that every time you have sex with somebody, you go tell they everyone. Pillow t- no, no, we are not pillow talking to the homies or the ladies. And I, f- I found out who it was uh, through like a third party. I'm like, 
he wouldn't jump in like that, like that. We we cool. We better now. Yeah. But like at the at the moment, I'm like, nigga, you know, we not cool like that. Like that's yeah. I mean, that's the homie, but yeah. like and like me and you can rock. Like, like yeah. The fuck? I wish the fuck he would say something to me about <laughs> me and you rocking. The fuck. Yeah. Anyway. No, nah, I be fucking best friends and that's where I lose. But here's my <laughs> thing though. And I'm gonna tell no, nah, fuck this shit, man. Cause y'all not gonna keep hanging my old self over my current self. I didn't know all y'all hoes was friends at the time. Bruh, all the women on earth are best friends. They don't know each other. Middle name. They don't know each other. Son's names. They don't know shit about each other. But somehow, they all crew. I was going through this chick uh, Instagram one time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she cool. Like, I might holler at her. Every time we bump into each other, it's love. You know what? I'm going to see what's up with her. I know she's single. Fam, I got to, like, the fifth row on her gram. Dog, I was running in the pit. One of my exes was on that motherfucker. I was like, oh, shit. She know too much. Let me get up out of that. You, yeah. can't, you can't even do that, man. I remember uh, moving back to Detroit a few years ago. I um I had been in Atlanta 10 years, and it was like, I'm coming back to the city, and I haven't been up here in a while. I haven't dated up here in a while. Um, I didn't know what to expect regarding the dating scene, and then I realized very quickly and you did way too much in college because <laughs> every single girl I thought was like somebody I could holler at. I got a smooth. Oh, didn't you used to fuck with? And as soon as they would tell me the name, I'd be like, yeah, you know too much. Let me get up out of there. Shit. Wow, man. Hey, man. The, the world is smaller than you think. So on this episode, like ladies, just stop talking about what your man do. Yeah. In the bedroom. That's so, it. Oh, nigga. Come in the picture. Her and Yasir is uh beefed out, and well, I don't know why they beefed out again. Uh, he because they kind of made up, but like, I don't know why, why was they, it still awkward because they were kind of like on not the greatest terms. Yeah, and like, so she went to meet the nigga. Yeah, she met up with old boy because old boy came back and got right in his bag. Like, yo, fam, Here's I'm ready ring. to get married. Here's the ring. Yeah, he came I've been back. Bullshitting. That nigga said, "Yo, we broke up so we could have a little fun." I've done that before; it didn't work. That nigga was like, "Not with the ring." Yeah, yeah, but the whole like break up to sell your oats and shit. Well, no, just the uh, that like, hey, that part of my life is over. Oh, and I'm I don't ready know to what down. I don't know what the fuck I was on. Yeah, not that I was like cheating or shit, yeah. but like just not being active in the relationship. Yeah, been, you've been distant. Yep, and then like, all right, boom, this is like, now nah, I'm ready. Boom, 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 and then. And like this, so it only can happen so much, right? Yeah. So that should have happened, and then you'd be like, "All right, I'm ready." Then she'll drop all the niggas that she fucking with, or the niggas she fucking with, and get back with you. Yeah. Do that once or twice. Then the last time you come around, like, all right, no, this time. Yeah. Like this is it. Even if you're really serious, yeah. it's like, well, damn, I didn't drop two other people that I didn't hurt for you. For like, you. do I yeah. do it a third time? Yeah. And it did not work. I will say this, and I'm gonna say it because I've gone through. I've been on both sides of this. Me too. If you are not ready to be with a person now, let them go. Let them fly. Let them go spread their wings and live their motherfucking life. But don't you dare sit up there and expect to be able to go back to them in the future. Maybe you will, but don't make that your plan. Like, after that shit happened, yeah. like, I changed everything. Yeah. Because, like, like, one, like, that's fucked up. Yep. Because, like, because I wasn't ready. Yeah. Other motherfuckers, like not that yeah. I care about these whole ass niggas, yeah, facts. <laughs> but niggas is getting hurt, yeah. Because you're a good person, and yeah. I come around, it's like, yep. I'm, a, I'm about to go back to yeah. this nigga. Hey, 
I'm and like you. you get boom, and you probably think, oh, now that nigga probably treating all hoes, no, yeah, not hoes, but yeah, you know women, yeah. He treating all people a certain way, like, well, she left me because the yeah. nigga came. I'm the nigga who kept coming back, yeah, and y'all niggas kept having to go. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give him a little story time. Now, shout out to my nigga Dane, man. Story time with Ant. We're going to get into it real quick. I'm going to keep it short. I know we've been going. I don't give a fuck. Y'all rock with us. And we love y'all. And we're going to split this in two to make it more uh, digestible. Yeah, exactly. Um, So back when I was in college, my very first relationship I was ever in, my first love, uh, shout out to her. This is old shit. So anybody currently listening who think this is current, it's not. Just giving you a story. Um, She was like the best girl ever at the time. I had never been in a relationship, so I had never been in love. I had never experienced any of the shit she and all I did prior to her was fuck around and be nasty. I was a nasty wild ass nigga. <laughs> nigga say and be nasty. Oh my God, I was the nastiest nigga alive. I was like, what nigga, you just now doing that? I was doing that way back then. But with her, it was like, holy shit, like I'm, I don't know what this feeling is. So I was like, I was caught up in the love and in the relationship. The problem was, I was not on my shit in school. So my freshman year of college, I was fucking around with all the chicks and not going to class. My sophomore year, I was in this relationship that I'm obsessed with and not going to class. So two straight years, I ain't go to no fucking classes. Mm. I went to the fun classes like basketball and karate. Shit I can do. Um, Problem was my grades were fucked up and I was about to get kicked out of school on academic probation. She was not dealing with that issue. She had like a 3.8 and was thriving out this bitch. And I'm like... We together at the same goddamn time. When are you studying and learning how to do math out this Why the bitch? Why fuck you so much smarter than me? Because you, like, you answering this shit without studying. I'm like, ma'am, when did you pick up a book? Because I was just fucking. But apparently I went to sleep or some shit. And that nigga stayed up and read. Nigga, nerd ass nigga. Anyway, she was a fucking nerd. Shout out to her though. But anyway, so I was so like inundated with this relationship that I was not focused on school. However... I'm a smart ass nigga. When I got that letter saying, nigga, you're on academic probation. If you don't achieve this GPA by the end of this semester, you will be kicked out. I was like, nigga, straighten up. In the process of straightening up, I retook every class that I had just previously failed over the last year and a half. And for me to do that, I was in summer school. Nigga, I had four classes a day, five days a week. I had classes in East Lansing, Detroit, and Birmingham. Nigga, I was back and forth on 94 and 696 literally all day, every day. And I had a job. Um, so I lost time for the relationship. Right. And something happened. So my class in Birmingham, it was a math class. And that was almost my last class of the day. And I didn't realize that every time I left that class in Birmingham to drive home, I passed her crib. My girlfriend at the time, I passed her crib. You should have She could have helped you study. Shit. She's smart as fuck. <laughs> so I ironically, so I retook this math class. I got an A in it. She, her one subject she fucked around in and wasn't good at was math. She took this class down the road after we broke up and I tutored her. And the whole time she was fucking another nigga and telling me it was just me and her. Eh, fucking liar. Anyway, let me tell you how we got there though. <laughs> uh, so I was passing her crib every day. I left this math class and one day she called me and we were on the phone and she goes, why don't you ever ask to like stop by on your way home? Like, I don't get to see you. You're in school all day, Monday through Friday. You work at night and on the weekends. Why don't you during that 10 minutes you're driving past my crib say, hey, I want to stop by. I'd love to see you. I ain't seen you all week. Why don't you ask me to come over? I thought that. But in the moment, I actually did feel her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy fuck. 
I've been being a terrible boyfriend all summer. Yeah. This was months of this shit where I was barely able to find time for her. And because this was my long story short, because this was my first relationship, I didn't know how to navigate trying to get my shit together and be in this relationship. So I chose, yo, just go get your shit together. Foolishly thinking y'all will get back together down the road. Yeah. I didn't explain that that was my plan. I just said, well, let's just break up because you ain't about to tell niggas I'm a bad boyfriend. But I'm also not about to get that title just as I'm trying to fucking go to school and re-get my grades. And then we never got back together and that it went left as fuck. So that's what Nuri's old boyfriend did. Um, He thought, yo, I could go fuck a bunch of bitches, ignore her calls. Sorry about the bitches. My bad. We trying. Um, And that nigga said... I'm going to come back and I'm going to pop up and I'm going to come with a ring to show you I'm serious. Ladies, the ring don't mean he's serious. The ring just mean that nigga bought a ring. Facts. That nigga just came back with a ring and they met up at the hotel. He hit her with the proposal. Side note, this is What's slightly up? random. Uh, I think a baby means more than a marriage. Oh, you wanted them? Oh, that's a whole combo. Let's. I mean that's hey. some that's something for a different hey. time. Oh, no, it's definitely something for a different time. But like, we was just talking about that a baby recently. is forever. I can take the ring off. The, the divorce is the divorce can be final. A baby ain't going nowhere. So if I decide to have a child with you, I think that's more important than me saying I want to marry you. See, I think I agree with you. Um, I agree with with because we're gonna be together forever with this fucking baby. Yeah, because even after even we should be. Yeah, you should be for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying in general. Yeah, yeah. got you. I got you I got across you. the board. I'm talking about you ain't with, ass niggas, with me. Like when I none have of a, my niggas is whole ass niggas, and they not gonna be there if they have a baby with you. That's just a fact. Yeah, but like if I decide to have a child with you, yeah, nigga, that's we in this shit. Yeah, I um, it's a couple chicks. Yo, uh, you know maybe y'all shouldn't have took the plan B, and you could have had me around a little bit more. And nope, you wanted to kill the baby, and now we don't go together. So y'all fault. Anyway, uh, no, I agree with Jay um, in the sense that, yes, a baby is definitely a baby is 100 percent forever. Yeah, that's a fact. Old boy popped up with the ring. He light skin. He got yeah. a suit. It's a big ring. He making a couple dollars, whatever yeah. he do in New York. Her boyfriend don't got no money. He ain't got nah, no job for nah. real. He only got 24 hours at the fucking library at Barnes and yeah. Nobles. It's probably just Nobles. Yeah, oh my <laughs> it God. ain't Barnes yeah, and Nobles Barnes yet. Um, yeah. And he's like he's he's the polar opposite of where Yasir is. So he hits her with the ring. She doesn't immediately say she says no, but it was one of them no's that wasn't like confident. It wasn't a no with certainty. So Dog was like, you know what? Keep the ring. Let me know. I leave in I go back to New York in two days. Like, so hold on to that. And she did. And that's where she fucked up. She actually still has she still so they cut to the current day older version of Yasir and Nuri, and she admits she still has the ring. He gets up and walks off. He dipped. To this point, they've dealt with all these like memories and gone through shit that one of them may not have known until they heard the story being told on that couch. But this one thing made that man get up and walk away. So this was a last question that I have from um from Jenny. And that was how the finale ended, didn't it? Yes. When he walked away. Yep. Did right. she really propose or was that I just love him so much, marry me? Oh shit, I forgot she had asked. She proposed. Yeah. 
So Nuri, younger Nuri, and he said proposed yes. to Yasir. You ever been proposed to by a woman? Yes. I have as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll show you the message. No, she got on her knee. Came yeah. to my job, jumped down on her knee. I was about 19, yeah. though. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? No, this is uh, Gave me a ring. This might be a month ago. Gave me a ring. Damn. I resized it and put it on my pinky. Yeah. But this nigga wore the goddamn wedding ring on his pinky. <laughs> but Jay this this really savage. happened. She yeah. also popped up in my job one day with a tattoo of my name on her. But yeah. hey, that's, hey, that's a whole other thing. Um, no, I was literally recently proposed. And it was serious. So in that moment, I did not think it was serious because of how it was initially presented. Oh, but I found out later. Like, no, this I'm very much so serious. So she proposed, he said yes, and there you have it. She I don't proposed. remember. I don't remember where this happened. Yeah, I, I think this was after she like said in no. The car or some shit. Yeah, but um, I'm saying like after oh. she said no, because I'm I don't I don't know how the timeline worked. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But she had she kept the ring, and that's the bigger issue right here. Uh, so to Jenny's question, I think she really seriously did propose. Now I will say to this point, I hadn't taken Yasir as the type of guy that would. Except a except the woman's proposal, which was when I was recently proposed to. The main reason that I said no, because I'm like, fam, I, no, you're not gonna. I'm, when have I ever come off as a dude who's gonna let you propose to me? Sorry, it might be male chauvinistic to some people. I don't give a fuck. Don't ask me to marry you. Don't ask me to do shit. Because if we, if I want to do it, I'm already. I'm. A, I'm asking you. Side note: Women ask to be married all the time. It's that. It's this is when it happens. Yeah. Let's go ring shopping. Yeah. You just ask that man to marry you. That's a fact. Like that's a fact. So y'all can say that y'all don't, but yeah. when you, whenever you bring up the question of ring shopping yeah. to that man, you just ask him, "Will you yeah. marry me?" You know what though? There is no other, like. Why else would you yeah, be asking to go shop. ring shopping? You when you talk about ring shopping or hint at it, you are yeah. asking that man, "Will you marry me?" Whole another convo for another episode. But ladies, stop going to get married just to get rings. I know that ring look good and it feel good on your finger, but if you don't like that nigga, don't do I'll it. I'll put like this. You can either get the ring or you can get the house. Mm. I got a down. I, mm. I, I'm a, I got a stack of money. Yeah. And you can make the you can make a decision. What you want? You can I can buy you this ring yeah. or I can give you this mortgage. Well, I'm gonna have yeah. the mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> but like, which one you want? Hey. Um. Am I one of my one of my dogs? One of my best Proposed friends to her with a fucking uh a realtor car. Like, yeah. look, this is where the house at. Hey. One of my dogs did that shit smart. Um. He got the house first. He got to, and a lot of people they feel their way about shacking up and doing all that. That's a whole nother combo. But he got the house first, um, and they moved in together first. And he said, "I remember when he bought the house. He said, hey, now that I got the crib, I'm gonna stack back up, and I'm gonna get the house in order, and I'm gonna do all, and I'm gonna propose in a couple years when I'm ready again. I'm not rushing that just because we're where we are in this. I wanted this house, and I was going to get this house with or without her." Whether she existed or not. So I wasn't holding back on what I want. I wanted to be a homeowner in this big, beautiful, sprawling ass house that I got for a great deal. But I still want to marry her. So in a couple years when I'm ready to propose, because our relationship shouldn't be dictated on whether I ask her to marry me or not in the next two years. Like we live together. We took that. Because let's begin. It's like for me to marry you, it's going to run me at least 40 grand. Hey. Like up front. Not yeah. like not like I get to. Like I gotta pay forty grand yeah. at least, and ain't no returns, ain't no returns on a lot of that so. shit. Shit, you get engaged and you wait a year, you ain't taking that ring back, fam. That's a pawn job, nigga. I mean, I mean, 
the rain, the wedding, the, the plans, the, the aggress- all like, deposits, and that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, right? Oh, weddings is crazy expensive. Go to the court. Hey, if you my age, uh, matter of fact, hit me up because I'm a ordained minister and my and nigga, I can marry you. Hey, hit Jay up. Uh, we are, and I did say we, we are charging twenty uh, k <laughs> a pop um, for every marriage. No, but real life, love uh, is love is. It was a very powerful and very influential first season. I can't wait to see where they're going next. I'm very excited. So I didn't think that they were even going to try to do a second season because I was like, I'll be angry. Well, I would be, and I I get why you would be angry. I just don't. It's like, all right, we know the end of their story or we know, we know they made it 25 years. So yes, there are going to be a lot of stories told in between that for sure. But it's like, shit, how many more conflicts are we going to, because in this 25 years, up until they start telling this story and sort of reliving they that. They ain't even married yet. They ain't even married yet. I don't even know how long it takes them to get married. This is also true. And then you got 25 years to yeah. go. So because it's a lot some, of stories to tell. Because at some point, it's just going to be the older version of them yeah. on this show. Yeah. Um, because we looking at the younger actors getting they, getting in their bag. At some point, yeah. we're probably going to have my My one critique. My one... And I, I have a few critiques, critiques, but probably my biggest one. I feel like those first two to three episodes, they stretched a little bit longer than they. I, I loved what they were trying to do, but they told so much detail in that story that we didn't get to some of the other shit that I felt like we could have maybe dove into a little bit. Oh, all right. Two critiques. Too much at, at Nuri's job. I don't want to spend all my time in that writing room. Shooting Nerf guns. I yeah, like I don't want to see all. I want more of their relationship or character development for some of the other. I think that was supposed to. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. They, with they you. spent too much time in that writers' room. I guess they were trying to show you the environment there to show the relationship or the dynamic yeah. between Nuri and old girl. But it, yeah, it I feel was. like there was a way to do that and still not spend because there were episodes where we literally didn't leave the writers' room for like forty minutes out of the hour. That's a lot of time to spend away from the main characters and from some of these B characters, like his best friend. I'd rather spend some time with that like nigga. Like Yoda. Not Thug yeah. Yoda, but, um, yeah, what, what we or call Chad. Chad. Yeah, he is like Chad. Like, the nigga might not be the greatest boyfriend alive or whatever, but he makes some points, nigga. And, uh, but no, overall, man, I really enjoyed this season. I thought Love Is was great. Let us know what y'all thought. As always, if you got comments, concerns, criticisms, make sure they are productive. If they're not productive, direct them at Jay because that nigga Ant will smack you in your fucking head. <laughs> um, but uh, no, man, let us know what y'all thought about this episode. Let us know what y'all thought about Love Is. If you haven't watched it, go watch it so you can make sense of this long ass podcast we just gave y'all. And for everybody who stuck around to the end of this bitch, thank you. We love you. God bless you. This week in Culture Episode 17, we out.